This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks, St. Samson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Sometimes of what who God is. Sometimes what God can do for us. Sometimes we lose sight of what God who God is. I just feel sorry. We can get a revelation of who Jesus really is. But often the things we need him to do for us, often we're just close. Don't touch me, God. That's why I love songs and sing melodies. They're very Christ-focused. They really uplift God. Reveal who God is. That's so awesome to realise that. So we need to get a real revelation. Of who he is. And it's so important that we, that we don't just have things in our heads, that we, we get revelation. We get real, true revelation. And often the, 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 the foundations of, of our Christian life are built on the revelations that God brings to us. For example, you might, if you have intellectual knowledge that God is able, if you don't have a revelation of it, you're going to hang on to your problems. You're going to try and work them out yourself. You've never really had a revelation of God is good. I talk about that a lot. I just think that's something we need to get a hold of. God is good. We've got a real revelation of that. When difficult things in our lives, we're never really quite sure in our hearts if it's really, really going to work out. See, your, perfect, your perception of who God is affects all you do in life. It really does. How you conceive God to be, not necessarily in your head, but in your heart, how you conceive God to be affects every area of your life. Affects the way you worship. Affects the way you serve. If you have a true revelation that we've got is you tend to serve God out of a performance mentality rather than a recognition of his acceptance for you. You see that? And there's so much that we do that, that we're affecting life because we have a, a distorted Perception or perception of God is. I think one of the most distorted areas is this fact about Jesus being good. I want to talk about the Lordship of Christ. <laughs> Jesus being good. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, I kind of know that. Yeah, I know Jesus. I want to challenge us this morning. Have we really got that grasp? Do we really know in the depths of our hearts that Jesus is Give me a call, Charlie. You said that. Jesus is Lord. What about that? If we really believe He's Lord, if we really got a revelation of His Lord, why then do we worry? Why do we worry about things? Why do we get anxious about things if we've got a real revelation of His Lord? If we really believe He's Lord, why is it that times we still get offended by things? If we really believe he's Lord, why, when things don't seem to be coming together, we often step back? Very interesting. But the disciples never ever referred to the Holy Spirit. 
always referred to in that book. Now in the Bible, he is, many, he is called Saviour 28 times. He is called Lord 747 times in the Bible. Often we try to separate it or distinguish it, but actually you can't have one without the other. He can't be Saviour if he's not really Lord. And if he's Lord, he'd be Saviour. He's gonna, they are all connected together. William Booth, how many of you William Booth? Now, I just, if you read his books, those books are on fire. They're fire books. And particularly his wife, Catherine. Wow, if you want to get burned by a book, read some of her stuff. This is what, this is what William Booth said. It's so powerful. Almost prophetic, and I think it is prophetic. He says, the chief danger of the 20th century is a religion without the Holy Spirit. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. Salvation without regeneration. Heaven without hell. How do you say that's incredibly prophetic to what we're often seeing, what we're seeing today? Luke 2 says, For unto you is born a Saviour, which is Christ Lord. I think the only real message that exalts Jesus it is Lord Jesus be Lord. That kind of message always exalts. And I think that's the message that God wants to bring to us. I don't really think you can receive Christ as Saviour and not really receive him as Lord. It's the only message that the New Testament preached. They preach that this Christ is also Lord as well. You can't have any kind of distinguished messages. He is both Christ and he is the Lord. They're both connected together. You can't be you can't receive the Saviour if you don't receive as Lord. They're both absolutely interconnected together. And I believe that has got to be the Christ, the foundation of the Christian faith. It's got to be the very foundation of what we build everything else on is the very Lordship of Christ. Because Jesus should be Lord of everything and every part of our being. The Saviour is both Christ the Lord. And if we believe he's Lord, we've got a revelation of that. It affects the choices we make. It affects the decisions we make. It affects the way we live our life because we live with a conscious awareness that he's Lord over the decisions over the, 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 the things that we do and the, the way we live our lives, it's really based on this very fact that Jesus is Lord. Is there man? Mm-hmm. I return to Matt Mark 10. Here's, a, here's what happens when we try and separate the two things. Isn't it amazing? We tend not to hear many sermons on Jesus before. Isn't it amazing? And yet it's the predominant foundation of the whole Christian faith. Mark 10, verse 17. Story of a young man who came to Jesus. Now as he was going out on that road, (coughs) one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not fraud, honour your father and your mother. 
And he answered, said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept in my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure there. And come and take up your cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word. And went and way sorrowful because he had great this young man had an incomplete revelation of who Jesus really was. Jesus was really saying to him, if you really want to come to me, then you come to me as If you want the kind of stuff, if you like, he was looking for the stuff, he was trying to get the stuff in God. He said, you really want the stuff in God? Then, there's one thing you need to do. To recognize my lordship over every area and every department of your life. What this saying? Jesus is saying, if you want all that I have, you need to give all that you are. You must have asked no problem for me, so I don't have that. Amazing, you say, well, I got plenty, so there's no problem for you. Think about it. Think about this one. This question. It might not be kind of possessions. It might be the pain you went through. And you've not really let go of it yet. It might be things in your life, and God says, I want to deal with that. You just find it so hard to let go. What about that person that you know you should see? What about that which issue? Maybe you're not believing Jesus says, My lordship means everything. And sometimes we have a whole lot of baggage. And Jesus said, you've got to lay down that first. You've got to lay down that which is the essence of your security. All that lack of trust, it's going to be all in me. And that's what Jesus really teaches. It's an all-in gospel. Lordship over every part. And Jesus said, if you would just let me be your Lord, you would be amazed at what I'll do on your behalf. I said, this young man went away sad. Who thought that often if you hold on to things, it's come away pretty shocked and happy with you? But it's amazing, he came away miserable and happy. And often that's what happens when we hold back on the Lordship of Christ. You see, his security is in what he had. He kind of thought he was unbeatable. The Bible says he was a ruler. In other words, he loved to have control. And part of lordship is where we yield and relinquish control. We relinquish those things that, that, that want to have control over us. And we relinquish those things because we want our lives to come under the lordship of Christ. He's not Lord of all, then he really can't be Lord at all. And Lordship really is what really what, what, what really directs our life. Is it our kind of past leads us? Is it, is it, is it our security leads us? Is it our accomplishments that lead us? Are the issues that lead us? Okay. Say, Lord, 
upon you to be the Lord of everything on earth. Well, this is a massive thing to think, isn't it? And I think there's three things, I put it that way, three things that are the basis of Lordship. I think there's three things that are the basis of Lordship. We're going to look at the good stuff in a minute, okay? But three things that are the basis of Lordship. Here's the first thing. The first basis of Lordship means to be obedient to his word. If Jesus is to be Lord of my life, then the truth is, I have got to be obedient. I think I've done this after this You read things in this book, and something's been a little bit over the top. We like the blessings, that right? We love those verses that tell us about the blessings, that tell us all the good things, and the benefits, and that's wonderful, that's amazing. Well, what about the verses? Things like, uh, you know, honouring God with my increase. What about things like forgiving those who really hurt us and offend us? What about bringing a sacrifice of praise? When the last thing we want to do is really praise. Lordship means, Lord, your word tells me, even though I don't want to praise, even though I feel downcast and discouraged, then I'm going to obey your word and bring a sacrifice of praise. That's part of worship. Thank God, I obey what your word says. John 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was You can't separate Jesus from his word. It's not kind of added on. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus. That incredible connection. And we can't just pick and choose the scriptures we like and the scriptures we don't like. It's all inclusive. See, Jesus Lord means that we obey His Word. We obey what He said. Often we people often say to me, I feel really confused. You know why often that is always I found this over many years. I'll tell you what it is. We see what God says in His Word, and then we feel what we want to do. And we look what I want to do, and I look what the Bible says, and that says different sometimes what I want to do, and so I feel confused. Because God says one thing, and I want to do something else. And part of Lordship says, Lord, out of my desire to make you Lord of my life, I seek to make a conscious quality decision that I will obey your Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. That is the ultimate measure of our love for him. Is that we do what he tells us to do. We obey his word. There's a second thing. We obey his word. Which means we also surrender to his will. Matthew 7, verse 21. <clears throat> wow, this is powerful. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in You obey his word. And sometimes you're not going to get 
John Rod is going to go into, you know, you're not going to get that really in the Bible, really. Or do a certain job, or go to a certain place. It's not really there. But, when is the Lord? What is your will? This decision I'm making, is that your will for my life? What do you want me to do? It's not so much how God will bless us, but if we make the right choices, I found the blessings automatically for our lives. And every decision has got to be, has got to be aligned to the word and what God wants for your life. Lordship is really surrendering your will. It's laying down your agendas. Laying down even the things that you want to do in life and saying, Lord, part of my, my recognition of your Lordship over my life is that I submit and I surrender what your will is in my life. Now, let me just say that this isn't some hard, depressing thing. Because Lordship means that God loves you incredibly. More than you can ever imagine, I think. That's what the Bible says. And so, His will always be ultimately for your benefit. It won't be to make you miserable. Have you found that it's often the things that we don't submit to His will that actually make us miserable? But part of Lordship means as I submit to His will, I become the happiest person. It brings incredible joy. Have you found that? You think of the end of your struggling life, things that make you miserable, but the thing where you kind of want it maybe not to go in that way that God wants it to go. But when you surrender, do you remember the incredible peace and joy that filled your heart? This is all about God saying, I love you so much. I want to pour so much of my benefits, my blessing in your life, but the only way it can possibly happen is when you recognize. Surrendering to his way. Have you found that God's way is amazing? And often, part of Lordship is like saying, Lord, I love your way. I love the ways of God. God, I'm committed to your ways even when. It doesn't seem to be working. We can see something. God is not so much interested in the outward results. What he's really interested in is what's going on inside. God doesn't work in you so he can do a work through you. And so, sometimes we can say, Lord, I really want to grow. We said that. Lord, I really want to grow. I really want to grow my Christian life. That's a great prayer to pray, but only found it's quite a dangerous prayer. Because the Bible says what, what God tends to do, he has to prove it. The ways of God is to cut away things in us that are hindering that growth. Your necessary things in our life. And so when I come on the Lord, you part of the ways of God is just going to prove away the things in my life that are hindering me and holding me back. So that we can receive all that God wants to give us. That's the thing. If God pulls certain things in our life and we're not ready for it, it's going to corrupt. It's going to damage us. And so God has to prepare us. He has to work certain things in our life so we are prepared to receive all that he wants us to receive. Someone says this, power without character 
を覆われずにする。パワーは、like characterization.And the so many people in this world have the power, but they never have the character.And because they never have the character, it dies with them.And so what God does is begins to cause his ways to work in our lives. To prepare us to go to the next level. To prepare us to do some amazing things in life. And so God has to work in us. And maybe right now you're not seeing the fruit. God says just trust me, believe in his ways, and it will ultimately work for your benefit. This is the children of Israel. They love the absent God, but Moses loved. Talk about loving God's ways. We just love His ways. You know what a good definition of the kingdom of God God's way of doing things. That's what the kingdom of God really is. It's God's way of doing things. And we come under Lordship by coming under the ways of God, which means coming under the ways of Gustav. His ways are on our way. So he has to work in us. Apollo Lordship is coming under his ways. He read the Beatitudes. Beatitudes is the culture of the kingdom. God's way of doing things. And it's so contrary to the way we would do things. Things like this, that when you're going through persecution and people are speaking pretty bad things about you, the ways of the kingdom is that you rejoice in them. The ways of the kingdom is that, is that when people ask you to sort of do something for them and you, you work on their behalf, you just say, so why, my way is, you don't just do what's bare minimum. You don't just do what, what is the bare minimum thing you can do. The ways of the kingdom, if you go the extra mile, you always go to maximum what you can do. And that is so different from our way. It's the ways of God. And what God wants, He wants his kids to really not just do his ways, you know, with really grinding teeth. We just love the ways of God. Quick, I want to turn to Matthew 16. Again, very famous kind of scripture, Matthew Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon by Jones. Flesh and blood hasn't been built into you, but my Father in heaven. And I say to your Peter, On this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against you. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you find on earth will be found. Heaven, whatever is loose on earth, will be loose Now you recognize the Lord. That's the foundation by which I can give you incredible peace. I'll give you those keys before, you won't use them forever. You know, maybe sometimes you can kind of think you know more than that. Remember when you were a kid, I know this was a long time to remember, but you remember when you were children? And you always think you knew better than your dad. 
couldn't understand them. They couldn't grasp them. They, they were just ignorant of, of your life and things in life. I love what Mark Twain would say. When I was 14, when I was 14, my father was ignorant. I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to 21, I was astonished how much he'd learned. <laughs> and after that, they be like that with God. God says, I've been around long enough. God says, if you could just know my ways, I can begin to entrust you. I can entrust you with power. I can entrust you with anointing. I can entrust you with amazing benefits and blessings. You just blow my mind. Let me just close with this. Psalm 25, 10. How many want to see those amazing benefits of the Lord? This isn't necessarily always hard. It's not God making our lives as difficult for us as He possibly could. He says, you know what, I want to make your life so hard, so tough. I want you to recognize on the Lordship that's just amazing benefits He wants to bring. Psalm 25, verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. And such as keep his covenant and his Those who keep your mercy is path of God's truth. And here's the thing we've got to watch. The path or the destiny God has in your life will, will always be different than somebody else. And we can never make judgments of somebody else's Destiny or somebody else's path, not the global directors in, in, in completely different ways. And he said, if you would just come under my lordship, allow me, allow yourself to follow my ways, then there's going to be things that are going to work in your life. What are the things that are going to work in your life? Verse 13. Sorry, verse 12. Yes. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He shall teach the way he chooses, verse 13. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the That word prosperity there, to excel in life. To excel in every area of life. Prosper doesn't mean just to accumulate. It also means that you give away. You give away more than you've ever had the ability to do before. And Lordship means that, that as I've trusted God's foundation, as I make that the, the kind of foundation for my life, God begins to cause my life to excel. In every dimension of life, I begin to excel. The favor of God is on my life. Because the blessing of God comes upon the person that makes him Lord. So there's the point. So when God prospers you, you're going to use it for the right way. You're going to use it in the right way. You're going to have the ability to be able to receive it and use it for maximum benefit rather than allowing it to affect you or damage you. The next thing. Verse 14. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. He will show them his All of us, you know, Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, we're in common. Isn't that wonderful? We're in common. 
There's the covenant right there. Genesis to Revelation. And there's things that we read in that Bible and we read and somewhere we don't get inside. You read that? You read it and suddenly something just jumps out of the page. You begin to see something that you never saw before. Insight comes. Revelation comes. You begin to see things that you never saw before. In other words, as I come under the Lordship, God begins to reveal secret things. Secret things don't mean things you can never describe. There are things that God hides from us that He reveals to those who follow Him. Honor Him. Thank you, Lord. Secret things begin to be revealed. Things that you never kind of knew. And see, God wants to give you revelation of light. You know, I got the revelation of baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not through the church I went to. The church I went to, actually. Never really believed. It was only reading through the Bible that I realized that was available. And I got a revelation just full shot out. I saw it. God revealed it. Goodness of God. But that was an incredible insight. I was full of It's very, very performance based. But the more I see, the more I deserve it. I never consciously kind of said that, but something in my heart became very performance based. I felt I had to earn his goodness. I had, and so to me, that brought incredible freedom. I really realize how wonderful God is the kindest person. He's, a, he's so good, he's so kind, he's so awesome, so amazing. Because I get that down in my heart. And he says, Hugh, come under my Lord. I'm going to give you insight. It's those insights that are going to keep you alive. Two weeks, three days ago, I remember the great, all the snow we had, and we got the snow, and all the wind. We had a tree blow down in that car. I can't believe it blew down, but it just blew down. Usually, it just blew down. And when I went to examine it and looked at it, I didn't realize why it did so. No way it blew down. Because the roots were very strong. The roots were very short roots. Because the roots were so short, all the other trees stood, that their pear tree, the main blow down, but well, that, that, the other tree started because the roots were very that's the same with the Spirit of God. We get insight. That God loves us very much. How many people know that in their heads? In their hearts, they've never had real insight. And so when the storms of life hit them, because their roots aren't strong enough, it knocks them down. And God wants to give you insights to who He is and what He can do in your life, so when the storms of life hit your life, you stand firm. Your roots are very deep. Grounded, Paul says, and rooted in the love of God. Your roots are deep in the love of God. And so when hard and difficult things in your life, your roots are very, very deep. And so you tend not to fall apart and collapse. Because your roots are deep. Because your Lordship is like a growth in your heart. 
Our eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet off the table. Somebody feels trapped. They're, just, they're in a net. They're a bit tangled in a net. This picture, someone's just tangled in a net, they can't go out of it. Our families are gone. Maybe right now, you're going through incredible moments. Maybe things that you're going through. This is what Jesus said. You have made me the Lord of your life. I will serve man. Look, the things that want to get a hold of us and hold our lives as we come under His Lordship, sometimes when we come to the cross, if you like, then the things that hold us and restrict our lives are broken free from. See, Lordship is all about Him bringing us to a place we've never been before. He's saying, bring to me all your hurts. Bring to me those things you can't carry. Where you feel stuck. Where you feel trapped. Come under my Lordship. And I will give a word of command. And those things that want to hold you and grip you become broken. Become released from your life. Those things that want to tangle themselves around you. Those things that want to hold you. Just come on his lordship. And Jesus has made the way this sovereign power is the I can think all kinds of things that I've known, heard, and it's got into it in my heart. All of a sudden, I have a wonderful healing. I come under his lordship. Have his wonderful healing love just flowing in my heart. Healing all the hurts, pain, worries, all those things. Just give it to Be free of all that, that stuff that will trap you away. And the great end. Breathe on me, O breath of God, till I am holy This earthly part of me
And that's the highest life they can ever live. It's the most beneficial life. It's the most blessed life. It's the most empowered life. It's the life that God calls us. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.